0: listening to the Armbray Academy podcast.
1: You're listening to the Armbray Academy podcast. You're listening to the Armbray Academy podcast. Welcome, I'm Megan, and this is Armbray Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. Don't be afraid of change. Be afraid of not changing. This is one of the important influences that Armbray has taken over the past two years. Today's guest is Steve Clark, our strategic and entrepreneurial head of school. Every day, he helps faculty, staff, and students feel valued, inspired, and empowered. His strengths lie in fostering transparent and collaborative cultures that identify and prioritize improvements, enhance student achievements by cultivating relationships, nurturing school culture, and supporting teacher growth. In this episode, Steve and I sit down to chat about the accreditation visit and case report and how it will help build a roadmap for our future. Plans for new spaces at Armbrae and the impact of creating a sense of belonging at the school. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Mr. Clark is? Mm -hmm. Who is he? He's the head of our school. Nice, do you like him? Yeah. What do you like about him? He's kind. What he is, he's like a head of the school and he's like of the principal. Do Do you like him? him? Yes. He's funny. He... I'm pretty sure he's the one who comes up with the school ideas. Um, he's the principal for um, the upper school, and he like announces at, for um, assembly in the gym. Um, he's he's the, the head of the school. Do you like him? Yes. <laughs> I know his name, but no. Do you know what Mr. Clark does at Armbride? Nope. Do you know who Mr. Clark is? Yes. Do you like him?
0: yes
1: yes what do you like about him mm, i don't know do you know what he does at the school yes the, what does he do he's the boss he's the boss mr clark morning good morning you're in your third year at armory
0: yeah just starting
1: just starting your third year can you bring us up to speed on what you've done thus far where we are now And kind of the goals that we wish to accomplish in the next year or two, say.
0: Well, we've accomplished a lot of things. I would focus on our readiness for our upcoming accreditation visit. We spent a lot of time on our curriculum, really from preschool to grade 12, just kind of tightening that up and understanding the scope and sequence of our curriculum, right from the little ones all the way up to the high school students, which is really exciting. We've gone online with our learning, which has been really successful. Our enrollment is quite strong. We opened this year the largest we've ever been, right? That's really exciting, too. And then last year, we opened up a whole new campus for the upper school. So now we have dedicated spaces for the lower school students and different dedicated spaces for middle school and now upper school. So that's really great.
1: You talked about the accreditation visit. What is that?
0: We belong to an organization. The acronym is CAIS, and we just affectionately call it CASE and it stands for Canadian Accredited Independent Schools. All of us across the nation, there are over 100 schools part of the CASE network that were sort of measured against a series of standards, 12 standards. And that's really important for parents to know because parents want to know how do you measure your own success and your own effectiveness as an organization. And Is there an accepted and well-known series of standards that you're measured against? And the answer is yes. Every seven years, a case school will go through an accreditation visit. It's quite rigorous. So what does the visit look like? Normally, if it was in person, this year's is happens to be a virtual visit. But normally, for a school the size of Armbray, about eight to ten people from other schools across the country would come and visit. They would literally come for four days. They would come to our campus, and each of them would be focused on a different standard. So, for example, health and safety or physical plant, and so that person on the visiting committee would interview people that were responsible for those areas in the school. It ranges from advancement and admissions to academic programming and co-curricular programming and mission, vision, values, and all that good stuff. What you do is you sort of, you write a report saying, this is where we think we are relative to these standards. And you send them the report and they review it for about two months prior to them coming here. And then they come here and they basically just hold up a mirror and say, this is what you said you are. This is what we see. And here are some commendations, some things you're really doing well. Here are some recommendations. And the really cool thing about the recommendations is that those will inform, for Armbray, the next strategic plan. That's the fun part, Mm -hmm. isn't it? That's where we really want to go. So when you're asking me, like, where are we going in the next year? Well, I hope that the next strategic plan will give us a roadmap for the next 20 years. Right.
1: In talking about... That next strategic plan, I think that's a huge change for the school community.
0: Yeah, ours has been somewhat delayed, so it's been almost 11 years.
1: So the focus for the Armbray community has not been on fostering that change, but now that this accreditation is happening, it's starting to ignite lots of opportunities for change. You have a really cool quote in your office that says, don't be afraid of change, be afraid of not changing. And I think through COVID and through the past few years, There's been so much change that has happened in our lives. What do you think are some of the larger changes that have happened in the past couple of years, and where do you think that's gotten us?
0: Schools in general, not just Armory, but schools in general that aren't embracing online learning will be in trouble. I think that every industry is is going through some kind of reckoning, isn't it, just because of the pandemic, and we're rethinking everything one of the really exciting things was you know when we moved to a new learning management system like we moved to brightspace we went online with our learning that was really exciting because it allowed us to deliver our program while we were closed physically but also now that we're open physically like students that might be away they might be ill they might be injured or they can't come to school for whatever reason their learning is not necessarily interrupted because They can continue to learn from home. So that's really exciting. I think that's number one. I think that human beings, we're wired for routine and sameness, aren't we? We There's comfort in the routine and things being the same and feeling comfortable. I recognize that there's a lot of anxiety around where are we headed, what are we doing, where are we going, the school's getting bigger, things like that. I like to look at it from the flip side and I like to say like, the school's getting bigger. Mm -hmm. This is great. We have more kids. We can run more programming. The kids have more options in terms of their co-curricular activities. And we can run more classes and they have different options for their courses. So I think that the future for Armbray is pretty exciting because our location is such that we have opportunity to grow physically as a school but I don't mean in terms of like the size of the population of the school. I mean in terms of providing really interesting spaces that enhance their experience at Armbray.
1: Can you describe what that could possibly look like? So for all of the alumni, all of our community, people who know the school and can visualize it, where is that space?
0: Well, the exciting thing is the space is right on our campus. We just have to be creative. Do we go up? Do we go down? We've got that beautiful ravine, but that we can follow that ravine in terms of the topography for architecturally speaking. Mm-hmm. We have more space than we think. And that's the exciting thing. So the spaces that I think any alum that's listening would shake their head and go, yeah, we need that space. So I would say space is like a real a learning center where kids that have a special individualized education plan can go at different times of the day to get the support they need. A really awesome library like a really modern up-to-date library that's beautiful some kind of a common space whether it's a dining hall and a meeting space but you know me right I have a boarding school background so you know dining hall is uh, a place with a kitchen yeah a place with a kitchen and and there's so much fellowship Hmm. that happens when you're sharing a meal together that's prepared I think a fitness center is badly needed I think a performing arts center uh, robotics labs, labs for each of the sciences, all three of the sciences, you know, biology, chemistry, physics. And I would love to see those little rooms kind of like this or even half the size where you can go in with your instrument and practice and record yourself mm-hmm. and see how you feel. So band rooms, choir rooms, and a place where you could have a concert of some sort in, and people could enjoy it mm-hmm. and come in and watch. Man, that would be, like, so exciting, right? Yeah,
1: and, I mean, we're doing all of these things now, but just on a different level. So it'd be amazing if we could bring all of those ideas to fruition and see those spaces grow.
0: The alum will smile when I say this, but Armbray is basically like the Swiss army knife of schools, (laughs)
1: right? (laughs) (laughs) Like every
0: nook and craze, like Armbray figures out a way to use every square inch of space and they use spaces for multiple (laughs) things, which is great, but it sure would be nice to have some dedicated spaces.
1: So Armbray, we're raising money for new smart boards do you use your smart board in the classroom yeah yeah how much do you think it costs to buy one um a hundred dollars hundred dollars um a thousand dollars maybe maybe $315? okay three hundred fifteen dollars good guess i don't um hundred dollars hundred dollars if uh you were to, to buy one of those things how would you do it wait till my birthday, or save up all the money that I get for my birthday and Christmas? Um, mm, I find it on the streets. Okay. So if I ask my dad to give me a job. you get a job. Okay, that's a good idea. Wait a second. Did my dad say I should do this? <laughs> no. Good question, though. And so, once the case report comes back to us with those recommendations, It's then on us to start to implement. Yes. Start to go through with their recommendations and see that change kind of push forward.
0: Exactly. So what will happen is the report will come back to us probably around the end of January. And then we have a time to respond. We have quite a bit of time to respond, although I don't really think we're going to need very much time to respond. But their recommendations and our response will give us a lot of great information and inspiring ideas around where we need to go next. And then speaking to parents and alum and all of our stakeholder groups will get involved in this strategic planning process. This is the best part about schooling, where You get kids involved and teachers and parents and alum. And you just say to yourselves, okay, if we could just do whatever it is that we wanted to do, what would Armbray look like?
1: Hmm.
0: And you can marry your strat plan process to a master campus plan. And that's where we're headed when we're talking about space, isn't it? Yeah. Because I really do feel a great deal of responsibility to chart the path for Armbray for the next 20 to 50 years. I think those of us that are here now in this time, The pandemic has given us a great opportunity to kind of envision Armbray 2.0. Like, -hmm. where are we going with this place? How do we part our arms around it, give it a big hug, and then kind of push it out the door and and, and let it grow up? But we have to provide that roadmap.
1: Mm. I mean, it's taken three years now to lay the foundation and lay the groundwork, and hopefully now we'll see things really take off and really escalate.
0: Yeah, well, we're seeing it already, aren't we? One of the best things is standing on Oxford Street and just watching kids wearing armbray uniforms go mm-hmm. up and down Oxford Osprey. Street. Yeah. Osprey! Osprey they, uniforms. They've got their Osprey uh, hoodies, on. hoodies on and mm-hmm. they look great and they're walking back and forth from campus to campus and it feels like a mini university but mm-hmm. right across the street from two universities. And so I really feel like we're already experiencing some really exciting growth yeah. and I think that's just going to continue.
1: Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit, I want to talk a lot about belonging for the next few minutes because this year the theme that you started to talk about right from when the the teachers came back is the importance of belonging. Can you talk a little bit about how and why that's important to education but specifically at Armbray?
0: It started for me when my wife Liz was doing her master's degree and she was doing some research on belongingness and the connection between belongingness and academic performance in schools. So there is quite a bit of research that shows a direct correlation between children feeling like they belong and their ability to perform. And it makes sense, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. If you have a stable, loving home that you come from each day, you feel safe, you feel valued, you feel confident Mm -hmm. just in your own personal life. And I think if we can create that culture in schools then for the children that may not have that coming from home, they can certainly feel that where they're learning. Right. And I think we have a great opportunity there to be that for them in their lives and then also get the best out of them. When I first got here, we started that whole campaign around let's find a, a nickname for the school. What, what, what are we going to be? The Armbray what? And if you asked somebody three years ago, what is the Armbray nickname? You would get a variety of different answers. Today, you're going to get one and we are the ombre ospreys. So that exercise is partly fun, but it's partly to create belongingness. Mm. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what your background is. If you're an osprey, you're an osprey. And when you've got that sweatshirt on, You know, we're all Ospreys. And gosh, that was a real blessing and and a real privilege to kind of go through that with everybody. And now we get to see the fruits of that, right? You know, you see the branding everywhere. So I understand that's a superficial example. But I do think that our teachers are particularly skilled at making their students feel loved and feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. And they've been doing that for years. They have. So anything that we can do to kind of add to that, I think we should do.
1: I've always said that going through Armbray and then coming back years later, the sense of belonging that I feel now working at the school is crazy. So, Steve, we've talked a lot about change and where we're headed. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about how you do that and what that looks like.
0: I think that all independent schools have to go through a kind of a paradigm shift in their thinking around the school because it's very easy when we're parents and we're raising our children and we're educating them. The challenge is to think beyond that. If you look at some of the most successful independent schools around the country, well, around the world, you can look back in their history and you can see eras and times during which families stepped up and said, we want to support this school with resources. And that's hard. In modern society, we're stretched. And so it's hard for us to sort of think outside our own families and think, well, Do I really have the bandwidth to think about where Armbray's headed in 20 years or 50 years or 100 years? But that's the work that you and I are going to be engaged in, isn't it, Megan? Like we're going to be challenging our constituent groups to think about Armbray in those terms. And folks that are in your line of work, they're asking families to, to consider Armbray as one of their top three charities. You know, when you think about who you're supporting, we would urge you to consider making Armbray one of your top three charities and Mm -hmm. thinking about Armbray in the long run, not just in the short run. Mm -hmm. I get it. It's challenging. I've been there myself as a parent and I have to be strategic personally about the charities that I support each year. And so I think that's kind of the conversation and the education that needs to happen with our families because the school does need a, a sustainable roadmap for the next 20 to 50 years. And we need to kind of have the funding make that happen. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be the message from me to our stakeholder groups in terms of how do we get there. We all have to rethink how we care about this place. And if we believe in this place and and we love this place and we love the experience that our children are getting, then how much more important is it for us to make sure that other future generations of children can also Mm -hmm. enjoy these experiences?
1: So I want to ask you a fun question that I I sometimes do with my friends, did this at school, and we do our rose thorn bud of the year so far. So what is the best part about your year, the worst part about your year, and what you're looking forward to in the future?
0: So I think the best part of the year was starting the school year. I think that always is the most exciting part of the school year because everybody's coming back, everybody's excited, and there was so much excitement in particular this year wasn't there but just because hopefulness around opening up and moving into phase 5 whatever that was going to look like so there was a lot of enthusiasm and normally there is but there was so much more this year so that that would be for me to this point the highlight the lowest point i would say would be There isn't really a low point, but the hardest thing that we've done to this point was just to kind of get our self-study report out the door. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a 200-page document that's quite a rigorous examination of us. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of work to pull that together. I mean, obviously, we have a great team. It's not just me, but that was, I would say, the most challenging part of the year so far. What I'm looking forward to, we've already talked about, I'm really looking forward to the spring when we will have Opportunities to get our community together and start to dream.
1: Yeah. Let the dreaming begin. You bet. Thank you for listening to Armbray Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. For more information, go to our website, armbray.ns.ca.